What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, one half of your whole Sherm. Got my boy, Obed, in the building. Good morning, sir. Happy Sunday morning to you. What's going on with you? Happy Sunday, fun day, sir. How you doing? Living the life, man. Living the dream, you know, as always. Um, got a good show here lined up here today. We've got a couple guests in the building. Uh, got our returning guest, Asani, all the way from Germany. What's going on with you, man? Good to see you again. Yeah. As Obed said in the last episode, tales of my demise have been greatly exaggerated, man. Happy to be back, <laughs> boys. You know, yes, sir. Uh, welcome, welcome. Again and uh, give some hot takes. Yes, sir. You surviving in these streets out here, huh? You surviving in these streets? <laughs> surviving, surviving. That's all you can do. Hey, right? All you can do. Uh, got another returning guest in Ravi out in New York. Good to see you again, homie. Was good with you. I know your Jets kind of let you down towards the latter part of the season, but hey, you're as long as you're okay, that's all that matters, right? Yes, thank you. I'm okay. I'm uh, emotionally getting better. Um, you know, you know, what, thriving. What He's you thriving. Say? You know, happy, healthy. Glad to be here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's all that matters. Oh man! Quickly before we kind of get in a slew of NFL topics to discuss this week, couple even in the NBA. Um, I don't know if you saw, you guys saw that the uh, that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence the other day announced that they're going to be confirming a new Bad Boys 4 movie, which is dope as hell. I mean, you guys probably know the first one is my favorite movie of all time. I know that movie like by a heart and everything, you know, um, I'm excited for it for sure. I was wondering if you guys had any other like upcoming movies that you may be excited about or any events coming up. I, saw, I did see John Wick 4 trailer that looks dope as hell the john wick series is dope with keanu reeves i love those john wick fours coming out um rav obed h and all that any other movies or anything like that you're excited to or events may, that may be happening in 2023 that you're excited about at all you know feel free to just just jump in here and you know, one of you guys but i'm, I'm well, excited for this one well guys um thinking about bad boys i think they should have killed off martin lawrence and the new duo would have been him and his son i think Oof. that would have been fantastic Wow. Because Martin Lawrence wanted to retire anyway. Let him die in Mexico. And, you know, fa like father, like son would have been the new duo. Cool. Wow. Me personally, the next movie's coming out. I'm looking forward for Fast 10. Ooh, yes. Fast 10. Yes. That's your Never 10. turn your back off, family. Yep. <laughs> the new Super Mario movie. Does that How look good to you? It? For real? You know, I it just, looks kind of funny. Like, it's actually going to be like a movie, not just it's like for, an it's animated for kids. video game. It's, it's an animated video game. It's going to be for kids. They're going to sell McDonald's <laughs> toys off of Happy that. Meals. Happy Meals off of that. You That's know good. what else I want to see? Oppenheimer. Okay. I want to know okay. about the Adam Bomb. Man, the Manhattan, Manhattan Project. Project. Okay. I like, I'm down with that. I'm down with Oppenheimer. I'm definitely down with John Wick 4. I got to back those up. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, I don't really go to movies because usually they're kind of you know, I could go see the next Marvel something. You know, I'm sure there's another series saga that they're getting into. Yeah, so. they're, they're they're making a new uh, Ant Man movie. And the there Wasp you go. There's coming go. out this year. It looks pretty. Good. Go see, go see Brandon Majors or whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, I think you can miss me with those with those Marvel <laughs> movies. Ever since like the first two X Men, I've been out of it. Um, I think He's one that's coming up. Yeah, I'm not also a big movie guy. I did see the uh, Black Panther 2 as promised on the last episode. Okay. Um, great movie. Nice. Um, looking forward to, I think Creed is coming out 3. Right. Creed um, 3, not the yeah. Biggest, yeah, not the biggest fan. And also Stallone's not going to be in it. A little, little bit missing. And uh, another one is uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I'm, uh, 
Okay. But, but, okay. Uh, but okay. You, you must <laughs> really <laughs> like us. Okay. Um, he's a fan of the artistry. So that was coming out. I thought that would be a little funny thing to start with. He loves the thespians. He loves the thespians. You know what I mean? He's in it for the art. He's in it for the art. Yeah, where, listen, where, where, where. If my, he maybe right. he just loves Channing Tatum. I don't know. <laughs> you know? My man said, yo, 21 Jump Street was the bomb. <laughs> yo, don't lie. 22 Jump Street was hilarious, dude. Yeah. When, when, when he realized that it was Ice Cube's daughter that he was, that Jonah Hill was messing with, that scene, you said, oh my God, it's his daughter. You messed the captain's daughter. That scene is amazing. It is, yo, no, I, I can go a bit. Yo, I'll add this to the list. I gotta add to the list. Yeah, please. Okay, all right. But anyway, yeah, we so we know Hassani loves Channing Tatum. Okay, but moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, let's get into some uh, quick NBA uh, notes here. Um, I'm sure you guys are aware that LeBron James is on a a bit on a tear this season, quite frankly, Um, and he is coming up now on the all-time scoring list which is we will be passing kareem abdul jabbar um for the could be all time score i think the other day he had a triple double in, in uh against uh against the knicks last week at msg uh now he's what 36 points away after last night's game i, I believe it is um he's averaging 30 for the year and, and eight rebounds i mean he's having a fantastic season himself the lakers not so much obviously but we can talk about that another time but I'm just wondering now that he's like I said, it's it's a foregoing. He will be passing Kareem probably this, you know, maybe probably the next game, if not the game after that. Where do you guys think that LeBron not only just ranks as just an all-time overall competitor? That's in one category because all any sport and just as far as being a competitor. And then give me your take on your rank your top three or five um, greatest NBA players of all time. As I'll um, I'll go first really quick before I pass it over to Obed. As a competitor, I think he's up there. I would say he's maybe top ten as a just overall competitor, just being his his um his drive, his you know his intuitiveness and things like that. You know, I put guys up there like uh, Michael Phelps in there. I put guys in there, Usain Bolt. I put like Serena Williams in there. Obviously, I'm going to say Michael Jordan. Obviously, things like that. You know, I'll put Muhammad Ali on on there as well as well too. You know, uh, but yeah, as an all time competitor, he's definitely for sure up up there. You know, Kobe. You know that Mamba mentality. Obviously, you know made him. You know his, his forced him you know, to to elevate his game as well too. Um, but yeah. And as far as NBA players, you know, our H knows, you know, he's already, he's already given, he's already flipping me off, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't, you can't see it, but I'm going to say Michael Jordan. Obviously, he's number one. Um, number two, um, I'll probably, I'll probably go, I'll probably go um, two or seats. Me, to me, two and three. It could be Kareem or it could be LeBron, and I don't have a problem with anyone saying either or. So I won't even really say two or three. I can flip flop LeBron and Kareem, either one. Four, I'll probably say Bill Russell, and then five, I'll go Magic Johnson. That's that's my top five. Uh, I'll bet I'll go over to you. Where do you see LeBron as an just all time competitor, and what's the, what's your take on really him passing Kareem for the all time scorer? Competitive athletes uh, ever. Um, I don't know if that, if you were asking just from a, a basketball's perspective, but I think as, as an all time competitor, like you're stating with Michael Phelps, guys like that, and Rafael Nadal, uh, you know autograms there's just has been too many studs to say that lebron is one of the greatest studs uh because i i just think he played in an era of basketball that lacked the big hits i will never remember forget la flop i am not a brown sexual um so tell me uh, how you really feel son i ha- have to uh top three five greatest nba players of all time um damn 
I'm going to give Jordan number one. I'm going to give Kareem Abdul-Jabbar number two for what he did, everything for the, the position he played as a big man to have only made what one three in his entire career and all one those three. points are from the paint. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, he had, I will say that <laughs> LeBron is probably a top 10 all-star all-time NBA player for me, but I don't really have him in my top five because I just mm-hmm. think he, uh, for the tools, if I have to get rate him against a guy who had the best of the, uh, the same tools, I would have to go with uh, oh god, um, Larry Bird, uh, at my, my number three player. Um, and I would say my number four player, gosh, I some people don't like it, but I, I like to say Carl Malone, and I know that people Ooh. are just like, you know, who small market guy who played very well for years for a team that really what do they have around him right yes he had uh you know uh Jeff Pornichek he had uh I can't remember his his mega point guard um John Stockton John Stockton, Stockton yeah. um uh, and you know with that you just if that is their big three like who's that really beating these days like he is just delivered unless it was on Sunday um and then my number five player uh I am gonna say Steph Curry I think his shooting ability I think is shot boy yeah no but it is a lot of his top a lot of that is fueled by the NBA that he plays in because there is no hand checking there isn't a lot of defense but like he just that man can shoot that man can shoot outside the gym I think we all all agree the the game is not the same as what it was when it once was um yeah H what's your what's your what's your take like I said Vermont is a better tough one I think I think Obed is on some awesome awesome stuff, man. You must yeah. have, you must have been cooking up some some that good good yesterday. <laughs> me, me and Walter White were hanging out for real. You and I don't know, uh, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Taylor have, have been on something, but uh, in terms of in terms of um, uh, the question, I think I look at I think also like Obed, I look at competitor as a um, as a skill set. So um, you know you have. I don't know, shooting, drive, these are the and tangible skill sets. And LeBron has, in terms of the intangible competitors, um, I wouldn't rate him in the top five either. So I would have him maybe, yeah, top 20 if that. Right, um, right. Who I, who I wrote down, I had um, Kobe, um, obviously MJ. I, I hate to say it, um, but. Hater. Yeah, he's, he, was, he, was, he was a dog. <laughs> um, I had Larry Bird. He was a dog. Um, Allen Iverson. He he was Ooh, he was pitbull. Yeah. And then people might not people might not like this take, but Tim Duncan, man. He was 100%. he didn't 100%. show it, but he came through, he came through early. He came through early. Um in terms of top five, um, I think I would have something similar to Sherman's. Um I hate MJ, but yeah, he's the best. Um, would have LeBron, Kareem up there. Mm-hmm. Um, magic is definitely up there okay. and um yeah probably somebody like a tim duncan uh kobe bryant um, mm-hmm. somebody along those lines uh oscar robinson will Chamberlain. Oh, oh, five mm. is five is flexible um, i think i think oscar robinson changed the game he mm-hmm. was one of the most versatile players mm-hmm. um but yeah if you're talking about competitors those would be my five um you talk about top five i only have really a top four and i think those are those are it uh magic and then I think the top three that we all said. So Kareem, LeBron, uh, MJ. Yeah. I think we all often forget about Wilt too, just because that was so, so, so before our time. But his dude averaged, averaged 50 points a game, which is just insane. You know, there wasn't a sport he couldn't play. 
the man was literally. a machine. And once yeah, he, machine. he averaged 50 points a game at one point. You know, it's like an, it's nuts. <laughs> my favorite joke, my favorite joke is about Will, about a story Kareem told. I keep telling it every time. I don't want to waste time. Uh, so the first time Kareem met Will, he's like, I don't know what this dude is on, but he's just wild. They get to an elevator. They step in. There's a guy, regular dude in the elevator. It's Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, some random dude. The guy looks up and he's like, how's the weather up there? Will Chamberlain spits on him and says, it's raining. <laughs> that's amazing that is amazing wow. savage will chamberlain wow. is savage and he knows nothing wow. nobody can do about it ravi right. uh chime in here when you, please what's what is your take on like i said lebron as an all-time competitor now that he's about to pass kareem for the as an all-time leading scorer and then give me your top three if you want or if you want to get top five nba players of all time you know all time he's definitely up there i mean i'm going to give it to mj uh mj was a great competitor um lebron I wasn't really a LeBron homer, um, but I really enjoyed what he did with Cleveland uh, the second time around, how he put Mm. that team on his back, even after Kyrie left and got into the finals again. That to me is, you know, it's him. He's the MVP for him to take a team like that to the finals multiple times. That's when I really became a fan of his. And I don't think anybody else could have done it. I don't think you could put Michael Jordan on that squad and Jordan would take him to the finals like that. And, you know, we also keep forgetting that LeBron is a complete player. I mean, he's number four in assists now also. He, I think he just passed John Stockton. Or, yeah, he, uh, or no, he, pa- he just passed uh, Steve Nash. I think Steve it was Nash, Steve Nash. Sorry, yeah. Steve Nash, yeah. So th- think about it. If he didn't have all those assists and he had a Mamba mentality, he would have had the scoring title five years ago. It's, yeah, this is true. But so that to me shows that he, he is a complete player. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll give him that respect for that. He ain't doing nothing with his Lakers squad. It just shows maybe he's getting old. Because if he was able to do that in Cleveland, he'd be able to do that now in LA. You think it's coaching, Ravi? You think it's you think it's I don't I don't I don't know. I don't even know who the Lakers coach is anymore. I don't know if it's <laughs> Darvin Darvin Ham. Right. I don't know who the Lakers coach is now. And <laughs> I don't think it's him. I think he's just doing his thing. Um, maybe the coach is there for the younger guys, like a Beverly, or you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it's coaching at all. I think it's him. He has his way to play. It's working for him which I don't know why the rest of the team just isn't falling in. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I 100% get that. You know what I mean? It's You would think with Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Patrick, with these guys, you know, they would be competitive and it'd be at least, in the, let's say, three or the four seed in the West. But here we are. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, moving on. Your boy Kyrie, Ravi. He asked, he again asked for a trade out of Brooklyn. This is a guy who barely even shows up to work. Okay. And now he wants to trade. And not only does he want to trade, it's because he wants a long-term deal, a four-year deal worth in 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 the area of $200 million. Quite frankly, I got to say, and I'll bet, I know you kind of hate on me for, you know, quoting this guy, but Stephen A. Smith, he's right. You only give Kyrie one-year deals at a time. Because you don't know when he's going to show up to work. You don't know if he's just going to ask out. You don't know if he's going to even play. You know if he's, he's going to have, he's, he's going to reassess story the night before and say, guys, I'm traumatized and I, I can't come, I can't play the basketball tomorrow. You don't know what he's going to do. Um, I'm wondering why now all of a sudden, Ravi, you know, what's the, what's the really the issue going on in Brooklyn? You know, why can't he, you know, why can't he stay there? This is the one time I'm not mad at Kyrie. Uh, in my opinion, this is a complete business decision. This is the last year of his contract. The trade deadline, I believe, came and went. And he asked for that long-term deal again that he didn't get over this past summer. 
He asked for that deal again, uh, based on his six weeks of good behavior. Who knows? Um, yeah. And now he basically said to them, hey, if you're not going to sign me long-term, trade me so I have a chance to get that long-term deal with somebody else. And maybe, Brooklyn, you have a chance to get a player also. Because otherwise, if you're not going to sign me, I'm going to leave. Now, Brooklyn's playing hardball saying no one else is going to sign you anyway. So we're which, give you the which I don't think is wrong. Right. He has not earned that. He exactly. Has, he has, he'll get those one-year deals wherever he goes now because that's his personality now. That is what he's built as a reputation. So Brooklyn is doing the right thing. They're holding their ground. Um, for Kyrie, again, not mad. This is a business decision. Hey, you're not going to sign me long-term. Give me a chance to go somewhere else. Get something in return because otherwise you're going to get nothing because clearly I'm not going to stay. You guys don't want me. So at least try to get something out of me. I think this is an admiral thing he's finally doing as an adult. Mm. So this time asking for a trade, I'm not mad. This reminds me of Denver and New York when they got Carmelo. Right. Where mm. Carmelo said, hey, I'm not signing. Try to get something for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, H, so let me ask you this. Where do you think he could actually end up? Because now the Clippers have joined in the conversation of being interested along with the Lakers, the Suns, the Mavericks. I mean, I... I don't know. I think he made it, and he could end up just staying in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's just like, all right, whatever. We're not going to trade you. We didn't get the right package. But do you think he could stay, or could he go to one of these other teams? Um, so, in my opinion, I think the Clippers might be a a uh, a good spot, even though they do have John Wall. <clears throat> um, they would have to give up John Wall to get rid of Kyrie Irving, um, but I think that would potentially be the best fit with Kawhi and Paul George. Um, uh, other than that, I can't see any team trading for him. Um, I mean, you have a one-year deal. You have no idea if he will extend. He promised that Boston he would extend, and then he broke that promise, went to Brooklyn instead. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So how can any team believe them that if they give up the valuable picks, assets, in order to acquire him, unfortunately, he's proven that his word is not his bond and that exactly. he will resign. resign. Um, I have to say that I gave a completely wrong take the last time on the show. I said that um, I didn't think Kyrie would be a distraction. He was playing in a contract year. Um, but as Ravi said, I completely agree with Kyrie's approach at this moment. Um, he has a chance to get a four-year, almost $200 million deal with the Nets. If they're not going to sign him, he has the opportunity to get extended with a team that he does get traded to for two years, about $80 million. So Without those two deals in place, um, if he doesn't get extended and he hits a free agent market, he's not going to get anywhere close to uh, the numbers per year in his new deal. So maybe he gets 30, 32 million instead of the 40 to 50 million that he would get. Okay. Um, he deserves it. I mean, he he's it's his fault, but going forward, he has to fight for every single penny he can get forward. And so as much as I don't think it's the best approach for the team. It's the best approach for him. And he's got to do, he's the one who's providing for his family and he's got to do what's best for him. So um, I agree with Ravi's take hundred percent. He has to do this if he wants to get any long-term financial stability going forward. I, th I think H you, you are correct as well too. When you're saying that he deserves it as a, as the, as talent wise. I'm not saying he deserves it. I'm not saying he deserves oh, it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Well, I, yeah. well, I'm saying I'm saying he should do it on behalf of his best interest. 
Okay. I'm well, not saying a team should sign him today. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think talent wise, he deserves it. Kyrie Irving is sensational. He is a superstar, superstar player. I think we can all agree upon that. His physical abilities on the court. No one is questioning that. His questioning is his commitment to not only to the game, but to the team, you know, and to actually playing Obed. You know, this is a guy who took off, you know, during the bubble and things like that. He took yeah. off when, when you know, countries were doing different things in war. And he's like, you know, this is it's traumatizing to me. I, I can't focus on basketballs. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, this is what you're getting paid for, you know? Right. But Obed, I, I don't know, man. And how do you think Kevin Durant feels, feels about this? Because Kyrie is the reason KD went to Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing. And now he's like, all right, all right, this is a mount, bro. I don't know how he's going to feel about this, man, or how he feels about this now. So I'm sure he knows, obviously. But, like, I'm wondering if he does go to the Lakers. Really quick here. Kyrie gets reunited with LeBron. And the Lakers probably end up trading Russell Westbrook to the Nets. So Russ gets reunited with KD. And we all know how that relationship once was and turned out to be. Yeah. How does that end up, you know? Yeah, that's that's why I just don't see him heading out there because they're not gonna. I, I don't know the the trade clauses for Russell Westbrook. I just don't think he wants to go just now when he's finally starting to play a little bit better. You know what I mean? You know, it does. Uh, it, it is a very tense moment. I think uh, 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 Ravi is mentioning it here in the chat. Uh, there was the SB Awards where Peyton Manning took a shot at the two of them, and the camera panned to them, and neither of them were laughing entire oh, room of people yeah. everyone's laughing and those two guys yeah, are like stone yeah. cold oh yeah kevin durant so you're just sitting there like yeah that it would it would be you would see the the movement of maybe some different pieces uh in order for Kyrie to end up on the lakers and for the lakers to trade russell westbrook to somebody else but russell's playing better of late so that's a good thing for him um yeah no i mean i don't i agree with i agree with asani i agree with ravi it is a business decision both parties should do what's best for them. Both parties should try to attempt to get what's good for them in the long term. Uh, but there is risk. You assess risk. There's a risk when you sign Kyrie Irving. Exactly. That's the thing. You don't know where his mentality at all. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, thing. I'm unaware. Of I'll, I'll give it to somebody got, like like LeBron. You know, yeah. he's going to show up and be there yeah. for his team. So, I mean, you know what I mean? That's one thing I, I got to respect about that for sure. Yeah. For sure. But Kyrie, you never know. Let's keep it rolling, guys. Um, let's go on to the NFL. We will, of course, talk about the conference championship games from last week. Um, but for first, before we do that, I think we have to talk about the one and only Tom Brady, Obed's boy, TB12. Um, he officially announced his retirement once again, one year exactly from <laughs> last year, which, you know, he did it the first time. He's a sentimental um, guy. <laughs> you know, well, um, I, I, I bet I got to ask you, you know, is do you th really think this is the end for Tom Brady I, in the NFL? I, I personally, I do think it is. Um, he wants to play till the age of 45. He's 45. Yeah. Um, as we all know, he went through some awful stuff, you know, some things off the field, you know, in, in his marriage and things like that. Yeah. You know, and you know, he wants to spend more time with his family, which a lot of people do. Like a lot of guys, they retire because, you know, they they have so much time away from their family. They don't get right. to see their kids grow up and things like that. They're right. missing so right. much time because they're on the road right. and things and they're in training camps and such. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, in his message, I think he was really sincere with it. This, You know, I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't before, uh, yeah. but to me, I think he's done. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he he put the platitudes out there and said his his very long goodbyes before. But uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. I think this is more this is more of a closing of the door because there is other stuff going on now. There are other opportunities out there. Who knows what happens in a few months? But you make a good point. He has missed so much, you know, and you don't have these these kind of stat lines through decades of your life by you know spending your time elsewhere other than your craft right my man in his 20s had 22 21,564 passing yards 147 touchdowns and three super bowls in his 30s 40,000 passing yards 309 touchdowns two super bowls in his 40s 27,632 passing yards 193 touchdowns two super bowl wins this man had a hall of fame career through three different decades he has missed a lot because he has been dedicated to his craft um and but i do i do think this is the end i think he should retire now if he doesn't retire i think las vegas is a landing point for him because he reunites with mcdaniels although it and they have a great run game right there are a couple players out there from the patriots who understand the system uh he's got some monster wide receivers i mean goodness gracious uh they could be they could be a very in a, in a division that wants to have a shootout every week or at least deserve to give us a shootout every week uh from what the, all the signings they had last offseason um you know, I would hate to see him play out there in the black hole because I know that's a dysfunctional franchise, but he went to what we thought was a dysfunctional franchise in Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. So, um, you know, very true. Know. Very true. I mean, Hassani, this is a guy who's pretty much the all time leader in what in, pa- in passing yards and wins and touchdowns and play, you know, and let's just say he's, he's all time leader in everything. Man. It's time <laughs> that this man stops tormenting us. We're sick and tired of him winning. I'm happy he's retiring. Good riddance, okay? Good riddance. Tell my really feel something. Get, get go on with our lives in peace and happiness. Thank you for this guy being retired. Um, no, in all seriousness, he's 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 45, 46, man. It's, it's time for him to hang it up. Um, I agree with Obed. If there's a chance that he comes back, I think Miami would be the best fit. But um, I don't see him coming back in the AFC East, to be honest. Um, with the Patriots there, that would be a slap in the face to Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and the rest of the, the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better he just stays retired, to be honest. Um, the only thing I can think of if he comes back, he better have Brett Favre on speed dial so that he knows how to play this game with the media on how to come back. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so other than that, I think Obed hit the hit, hit the points on the head. Um, good riddance, goodbye. Thank you, Tom Brady, for ruining my childhood and my uh, young adult life and my mid thirties. I'm almost forty. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if 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 life. anyone is not aware, uh, Hassani like me is also a Buffalo Bills fan, so I feel his pain. So yeah, yeah I get that. One thousand percent, man. I'm, I'm happy he's gone. I'm happy he's gone. Uh, I'm a Jet fan. I feel. And he came to Munich. Oh, At least we had he a came chance. To Munich to torment me more. So. <laughs> Yes, Ravi and Ravi's a Jets fan too. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's so the peanut gallery here. We're we're all we're all happy he's gone. <laughs> Get out it's the best way. life. It was the best life. I could tell you guys. You could you taste know, the hate honest, when you walked in a room. Tom Brady won me over in Tampa because I always thought I gave Bill Belichick the respect, not him. I remember you did that. Yeah, yeah. And um, he won me over in Tampa, but he had all the learnings from Belichick, and you know, I'm a, I'm a Parcells fan also. So, you know, it's a great combination. Everybody said it was to everybody together. You know, Brady won me over in Tampa. But, yeah, good riddance. Get out of here. You're a supermodel wife. You're perfect kids. Eh. Eh. Oh, oh, oh you're 300, $375 million, 10-year contract already, before, and he was still playing. Yeah, just, no just wonder his wife up. left him. It's like you're done with football. You want to hang out with us for, what, a couple of days? And then you're going to be out on the road playing golf anyway? 
He's playing and, golf every and, day. My man is living and, the dream. And broadcasting, you know, it's crazy. Goat's I mean, gonna go, dog. Goat's gonna you go. You know, the the crazy thing about it is, you know, he has a he's beaten every single team in the NFL. Um, obviously, you know, it was recently they beat the Patriots, of course, when he went to Tampa, so he couldn't do that. Tim, the, there's only one team that he has a losing record against, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs at five and six. Every other team is either at five hundred or better. Okay, and that's it's it's astonishing just to think about that. And by the way, he's thirty and seven against your Jets, Ravi, and he's thirty three and three against against our Bills, Asani. It's just awful. It's awful. But I mean, but it just career wise, I mean, you have to say he's he'll go down as the, as the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably one of the greatest overall football players of all time. I mean, I'm still going to say it's Jerry Rice. I will always say that's Jerry Rice, the greatest football player of all time. That's just me personally. But he will probably he will go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. Not the most athletic, but the greatest, but the, but the greatest who played that position for sure. Keep running around. You're going to break your leg. You can play till you're 45. You stay in the pocket. Facts, facts. Yeah. Yep. Let's get into our conference championship games quickly, guys. Um, start off with the NFC uh, conference championship game between Philadelphia and San Francisco, which the Eagles just watched the 49ers in this one. Obviously, it didn't turn out what we expected. We thought, you know, Will Ben and I were talking about this last week. We thought it was going to be a heck of a game, but injuries clearly played a part for the 49ers. They lost both of their quarterbacks. Well, you know, Brock Purdy gets injured on the sixth snap of the game, I think it was, um, injuring his elbow. He um, then Josh Johnson comes in. He gets a concussion. Then P- Purdy is basically forced back into the game after McCaffrey. I think even uh, played at quarterback for one snap, and they had no choice. They were literally out of quarterbacks, and you had an injured a guy who's injured who literally could not throw the ball. I think he threw one six yard route, and he said, "He's like, oh, yo, I'm done. I can't throw the ball." I mean, you can't win a football game like that, Asani. I mean, it's 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 obvious. I mean, it's the Forty Nineers really just couldn't do anything. It's unfortunate. So. Did the I think did the Eagles really win this game, or they kind of you know have they been tested as of yet? Do you feel because like you know this wasn't really much for them? Yeah, I mean I believe the Eagles won this game fair and square. Um, <clears throat> they not only did they win this game, but I do believe they've been tested. Yes, they have. I think Obed said in a previous um, uh, episode that they did have the easiest schedule. Um, I know he's a big fantasy football fan, so he was looking into that in terms of drafting his players. Um, they did have an easy schedule. They did also play the AFC South um, and also played, um, I think, another bum team from, from the AFC. Um, understood with that easy schedule, I think their defense have, has proven that they're a top-tier defense. Um, I do believe that the reason that they are in the championship game is because of their defense. Their offense is uh, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts is a top-three MVP pick. They got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, uh, Miles Sanders. They have um, Lane Johnson, uh, Jason Kelsey. So they have a they have a squad, but um, their defense, I think, is is what carried them there. Um, I think they're well deserved. Um, There's always going to be instances where conferences are better. They just happen to have the easiest, the easier path, but they have been tested. And I think they will put up a formidable fight in the in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, I mean, don't I, I get what you're saying there for sure. I mean, they, they got to play who they play. You know, it's, it's, they, I'm well, not saying you don't sound win. so convinced, man. I don't you, say that. You, you here's, don't here's, here's, here's the thing I don't feel that they didn't win the game fair and square. Like you said, they, they 100% did. They didn't break any rules. They didn't cheat or anything like that as far as, as far as this NFC uh, conference championship game. But I think to Obed's point, yeah, they did have a soft, a soft schedule. You know what I mean? Um, and Obed, you've said that on multiple occasions, Obed, for sure. But, 
Yeah, the defensive line of, of Philadelphia is nasty. The, the, and the, picking up Linball Joseph and Dominican Sue in the middle of the season, that was great. 75 sacks. I mean, that's you do. You got to show respect for that passing game, or excuse me, that uh, pass rush game and block, you know, uh, Hassan Reddick with somebody better than Tro- Tyler Croft, right? You can't have a backup tight end here being forced to bring out the jumbo set. These are dogs going after the hunt. You should have said, we are max protecting at all times. Right. You know, again, I talked about the Cowboys having the extra offensive lineman in the backfield to protect uh, Dak Prescott and give him more time. Right. There's you've got to get inventive because you have got to stymie the pass rush. Uh, I completely agree. Even with these schedule, the defense went crazy. I mean, again, you got A.J. Brown in Pittsburgh hitting multiple touchdowns and then counting how many of these touchdowns he had on these Bamas. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like it was child's play for them. Uh and we didn't get the game that we deserved. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a chess match. I mean, the defense, you know, the, the, there's only so much stress and how much time you can force your defense to play the game. So, you know, to tip my hat to what uh, the San Francisco 49ers were able to do. Um, I'm not sure. I believe that they have the defensive player of the year in, in uh, Nick Bosa uh, playing on that defense. You know, Fred Warner, these guys are just uh, uh, Mafonga. Like, these guys are amazing, amazing, amazing players. Um, and, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to see them go down. And I hope that Brock Purdy doesn't have to have Tommy John surgery. I think they said they're going to uh, do a, a possibility. Kinda, right. It's a, and he's going to be out, I think, at least six months. I think at least saying, six months. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is a, this is not a good look for the 49ers, Rabbi, at all. I mean, I'm wondering, like, I really thought that, you know, I mean, Brock Purdy is probably going to be the guy. They're probably going to split with Jimmy G. Um, but then it's like, all right, then you got Purdy and you got Lance both still on rookie deals, which is, you know, the cheaper end of it. So I think that's the key part of that too. But if Purdy is injured, still going into next season, which he probably most likely will be, where does that leave? Um, Trey, like Trey Lance, I guess, is, will be the starter going into next year. From, uh... Yeah, absolutely. Trey Lance has to be the starter. Uh, Shanahan was very clear uh, in his last press conference about Garoppolo. Garoppolo would not be back. He is not going to be signed. So he's gone. Um, yeah, Trey Lance has to be the guy. It could have been a really good competition with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Um, but now with this, if he does go with Tommy John surgery, forget next season, he's not going to be back until 2025. Tommy John surgery ain't no joke. Mm. And that's mm. just me following baseball as much as I do. Right. Um, it was just such a freak injury. I mean, nerve damage. That's it's terrible. Yeah. And, and Brock Purdy, he did a great thing. And, you know, it just shows me how great of a genius that Shanahan is that you could literally put in any quarterback and they'll be successful. So Trey Lance, maybe he will be a lot better than, you know, people think. I mean, he's going to be better than Zach Wilson. You know, that whole draft has me all weird now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, the 49ers, it was a great story. Uh, Brock Purdy, um, Mm. you know, good luck to him. I don't know. I mean, even, even if he does get signed by another team or will they sign him? He's, he's damaged goods now. Yeah. You know, he, he, he lost his flowers. Yeah, it's it sucks that you know he had to go out like that. They had to kind of 49ers had to basically end their season because they literally could not put a quarterback on the field to throw the football. I mean, you know, uh, you know, they only scored one touchdown, they're losing this game 31-7 to the Eagles. But yeah, it's you know, what can you do if you physically cannot throw the football? It's it sucks, you know, it is what it is, though. It, injuries happen in the it's part of the game, as we all know, but it's unfortunate. Moving on to the AFC cha- championship game, um, Obed. Um, Kansas City barely pulled this one out, winning by or 23 to 20. This is I think the fourth game in a row where these two teams have met. Every single game has been by a three-point score. 
which is which is wild. These do they're such two evenly matched teams. Um, what's your take on the Chiefs winning uh before I even go over to uh Rabbi next? Uh, I'll say it was a battle of attrition for these guys. I mean, the the chart, uh, excuse me, the Chiefs were dropping like flies. You know, they they're down to uh, I can't even the third wide receiver, Brock Mayer. So I can't remember the dude's name. It was something like Gray or May or something. It it, it was, and then you're watching. It was uh, Noah Gray. Yeah. Noah Gray. Noah Gray. Uh, and then you're watching Patrick Mahomes out here, literally hobbling. Right, he can't even set his plant foot down and land on his right foot. Uh, without feeling something right so i can only imagine how bad that ankle actually was considering these guys are football players right nfl players um you know i think i have to i'll say this i'm not a big joe burrow guy i think i think joe burrow played uh admirably right i think what came what came of that game for me is his ability to stand up under fire, make big throws when he needed to uh, leverage his, his players around him. Um, he has to, he, he has a great set of guys. We've talked about that uh, a number of times, uh, Sherman. Um, I, I always try to quantify a quarterback ability to be successful when they don't have a lot of weapons around them. And for me, I think Mahomes gave us a masterclass in this, in that game that we watched you know, and I don't know how others feel about what they saw. Um, you know, the numbers will tell you that these guys both came out here and threw all over the place, uh, but grit and determination um, and being able to will your team to win. We literally watched Patrick Mahomes do that. Um, so I, I feel like he played, then the, the quarterbacks don't line up across each, from each other, right? This isn't one-on-one, right? Nobody, these guys aren't like, oh, what did he do over there? Now I got to do something better. You play within the confines of the game, you play against the defense and the other head coach. Um, but Mahomes, Mahomes gave us one for the ages. Uh, and then Travis Kelsey gave us sound bites for the ages. My God, the savagery. Um, <laughs> Call him the Cincinnati mayor, Jabroni. Jabroni. Sometimes oh, you got to know Steve your role. Austin lines. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is Mahomes' house, guys. Okay. Yo, Travis, that dude. Yo, Tra- um, Travis, that dude, for real. <laughs> so, can we talk about the late hits? Because there were two on either side, right? Uh, excuse me. Late hit as an out of bounds hit on the player who's mm-hmm. who's outside of the field of play. Uh, there was a late hit against Joe, Joe Mixon that was not called when they were in the red zone, right? Versus the one on the outside with Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you go back to the Philadelphia game, uh, there was a contested catch by Devonta Smith that some would say, if you had a specific replay angle, you would say wasn't a catch. Mm-hmm. When you're in the home stadium, sometimes they don't show that. As a Patriots fan, I've been in Baltimore. I've seen what it's like to be amongst the Ravens flock. When you're outside waiting to check in, they're showing the teams entering uh, for pregame warmups. You see the Ravens team comes out. Everybody cheers. You see the Patriots team come out. People start cheering. Everybody starts booing. And then they cut off the screen. So the only time you get to watch the game is when you finally get back to your seat, having missed like six minutes. They don't care. All right. So you're not going to get those looks. You're not going to get those angles and you're probably not going to get those calls. Right. It, it's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. And I don't think it's great. I know you go to Heinz field, you might tear an ACL and how terrible that field is. Right. I mean, these, these things happen. These are the things occur. Right. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think I would love to open up to the floor to find out what other people think uh, about these late, these late hit calls. Mm-hmm. And remember Heinz field is, is now Akershire stadium. They renamed it. Remember that? Which is I don't care. <laughs> is, is that a, is that a type of mustard? <laughs> no, the, not, it's, not, a, it's not anymore. 
It's a loser's mustard. Uh, <laughs> Rav, what, yeah, what's your take on these kind of these bad non-calls? These, these like late hits, season? these non-calls, yeah. The Cincinnati-Kansas City game had a lot of, of them. And, um, you know, I have to agree with you. Mahomes willed that team. Um, I thought Cincinnati had it. I thought they were really going to win that game again. And then that late hit, push them down 15 yards, game-winning field goal, done and done. Um, Mahomes deserved that victory because he did will that team. Um, luckily, he plays, you know, while he's running around and off his foot. And yeah, he looked like he was in pain, for sure. Um, I've never had a high ankle sprain, per se. I'm sure you athletes on the uh, call with me have. But um, it is painful, I'm sure. And the fact that he was able to do that, um, respect. Uh, Kansas City, they definitely won that game. And you're right, these late hits, the officiating crew just has to do a better job. Um, I think that, that's really all I can say. You know, how do we so many, that responsible? So many people were complaining about all the penalties um, and the non-call things like that. Here's the thing about it. And, and I'm Sonny, uh, Sonny, I'm sure you would agree with me in this. You can pretty much call holding almost every single play in the NFL, literally. So everyone complains, oh, there's so many flags, so many this. There should be more probably flags being, being thrown. <laughs> there's probably what? holding on, on an offensive lineman every single down. You know what I mean? So let's not get it twisted that there's, you know, that, that there's, they're throwing flags where they're not supposed to be. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes a little, uh, what is it? Uh, roughing the passer is a little bit excessive. They change that, you know, kind of really terminology on how that's done age you know you only get but, that call if you're old enough to get that call though apparently <laughs> you know but the late hit on the at the end on Patrick Mahomes it was clearly a late hit the guy, Mahomes had literally two feet out of bounds on the white literally it's on video it's video evidence of that so it was the correct call by definition some people it were was, saying, oh. but you got to think it's a bang bang play like that's what he's trying to do is get that quarterback you know hurt right. him some more so he can't throw the game-winning touchdown right but it was correct though that's the thing about it people say oh you can't call the other game so you're saying i can only call in the first quarter i didn't so know it's the like rule. the one correct call. yeah but it's, it's like i didn't know you could only call a certain penalties in the, in the fourth quarter or third quarter or second quarter. I didn't know that was a thing. Maybe I'm missing something, Asani. I don't know. But what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, maybe one quick question. Where was this game played? Kansas City. Is this City. in Atlanta? It was, was Kansas, Kansas City. City. It was Kansas City. Okay. So um, I have no issues with, with the non-call for Joe Mixon and the call for Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you don't like it, get home field advantage and have them play whatever you want on the scoreboard. So um, I think Sherman, you hit the nail on the head. Every call, every excuse me, every play you can call something. Um, do I think that the call was uh, <laughs> was was soft as uh, <laughs> as uh, toilet paper, Charmin? Yeah, but um, it was a penalty, you know, and it is what it is. Um, next time, have a bit more discipline. It sucks. Um, everybody makes mistakes, even the referees, nobody's batting a, a thousand percent. Um, it's part of the game. It just sucks that it happened at that, at that point in the game. But, um, I, I don't, have, I don't really have much to add. It was, a, it was a correct call, mm. um, consistency. If you don't like it, get home field advantage and yeah. then they can replay the replays as much as they want on the, on the scoreboard. See, I like that you right. said consistency because call the, call the game. If you want to call it with bad calls, good calls, whatever but call a consistent game so the players can get an understanding of how they're going to play their game that day. If you're calling every ticky tack and there's going to be a hundred uh, flags during the game. Okay, cool. That's what we got to play. Don't touch this guy. But if they're not calling anything, you know, chop blocks and clotheslines lines and 
Okay, cool. That's how we gonna play because y'all ain't calling this. And don't call it at the last play of the game, dude. People also need to remember: there's 22 football players on a field at at one time. There's seven officials. They can't look at every single player all all the time. Right. True. Right. Or something. Yeah. Maybe just one question: Are these late hits? Are they reviewable, or are those uh, not reviewable calls? Not reviewable. Not reviewable. Okay. Then yeah, then then uh, you gotta charge that one to the game, homie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, look, hey, why didn't the why didn't the Bengals defense stop the Chiefs earlier earlier in the game? You know, just shut them down from getting into that position. You gotta look at it like that too. It's like you can't just blame it on one specific thing. It's the whole game. It's like it's like really quick bet. It's like when people were blaming blame a, a field goal kicker for missing a field goal at the end of the game. Oh, you missed the kick, you lost the game because of you. No, right. why didn't your defense stop that other team even from getting that position? Right. What were we doing the whole game before that? It's not just one play. So right. as a former kicker, I agree with that statement. <laughs> I you knew go. you would jump in there, Hassani. I knew it. I knew it. I, I was thinking the exact same yeah. thing. It was so funny because I know you used to kick back in the day. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> he knows the pressure. He understands being in the boiler maker. Facts. Uh, I, I didn't know you were a kicker. Left. Kickers are barely people. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, laces oh. out, Robbie. Laces out. Um, so I, you know, this was, this was a duel, right? This was supposed, this was marked up to be a duel. It ended up being a duel. Neither of these teams eclipsed a hundred yards rushing, right? It might have looked a little more spectacular and uh, gutsy coming off the Kansas city side, but the more efficient side was on the Cincinnati side. Uh, and, but you know, Burrow going for 270 and a touchdown, uh, uh, you know, you seeing Patrick Mahomes going for 326 and two touchdowns. Like these guys came out here to duel. We got a decent game. Um, I agree with, you know, consider it, if you keep it consistent, the way you call these things, I think we can all at least appreciate that it was consistent. You're going to let the boys play, let the boys play. If you're going to call a tight game, you set the tone, you call a tight game, right? You don't want any nonsense. That is what it is. But if you want things like that to change, have hope field advantage next time. And we'll see these, they're going to force these guys to play first place, first round, uh, first place schedules for the, I guess the remainder of their careers. So we'll see, we'll see what these guys turn into. Yep, for sure, for sure, Obed. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it can go either way. Things happen. It is what it is. But again, your team should have been, a, should have put your team in a better position to win the game earlier in the game than relying on some last second, you know, heroics, if you will. But uh, let's keep it going, guys. Um, there's been, there's been some recent coaching changes, some guys making moves around the NFL. Um, as we saw, Kellen Moore was out in Dallas um as a, as the offensive coordinator uh, i think he went over to los angeles i think obed said we were talking about off yep. air mm-hmm. houston hired uh the 49ers D'Amico ryan's as their head coach formerly the defensive coordinator of san fran yeah well deserved well deserved for sure 100%. and the denver broncos acquired sean payton the, the former head coach of the saints who really had stepped Ooh. away for a couple of years they had to actually acquire him via trade gave away the farm you know, which is interesting. You know, you don't really see many coaches being traded, if you will. Um, so I think that was interesting. What's, um, I'll, I'll bet I'll go to you first. I know you hear you're on some limit, limited time here. So what, yeah. I'll go to you first. What's your take on some of these moves and what was kind of the best one? Well, I think the, the biggest one is obvious, probably, probably Sean Payton going to Denver. But overall, what's your take on some of these coaching changes? Um, I like the coaching changes. I feel like, you know, there are other situ- other coaching hangings that were just straight up to my estimation. Cannibalism and these guys trying to save their at their A's. Uh, sorry to the kids. Uh, you know, you've got LaFleur signing over with the Rams. You've got, 
or no, did the yeah, LaFleur left the the um New York Jets. He's with the Rams now. Um, and there was one other hiring that these guys, uh, the Shanahan guys are starting to get all together. Um, you know, it's it's been uh McVeigh, McVeigh, no, oh, yeah, brought in LaFleur. Um, I I <laughs> if there's one thing I'll say, the NFL has so many retread coaches that they're trying to get these guys to quickly acclimate to the system but i don't know how good these guys are D'Amico ryan's to me was one of the best hires because that team has talent with an offensive line of a growing defense uh some pieces that they can work with and damian pierce uh you know i i would love it if they had kept lovey smith on staff but i guess this is the way the game play is played right um uh, I want to say that Sean Payton has less things to work with and, a, but a number of, you know, qualified years as an offensive minded coach to give us something better out of, uh, Russell Wilson. He did famously say on air that they, he felt like Russell Wilson was being used incorrectly. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, I, I will say that whether or not it's the best signing at the end of the next season, because we, we've talked about what this division could be. I think that it's probably the one with the most upside, even though they're kind of strapped for cash and strapped for picks. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ravi, I'll go to you next. What's your kind of take on the kind of coaching carousel we've been seeing really recently? Uh, a lot of OCs, a lot of offensive coordinators getting shuffled around. we got a uh, Kellen Moore in, uh, I was going to say San Diego <clears throat> in uh, LA with the chargers, um, you know, a bed, the Patriots family is uh, getting back together. Uh, you called it, you know, we, he got an Alabama guy. Bring back the dark side. Yep. Um, the Jets got Nathaniel Hackett. We all know why. Let's hope it works. There's, there's a lot of offensive coordinator changes going on. And, um, you know, it's great. You know, it's some new blood, some new uh, ideas going into all these teams. Uh, mm -hmm. This was a great NFL season, I feel, we just had. Yeah. Uh, it was very entertaining. Uh, all teams and um I'm, I'm looking forward to uh these coaching changes to see what happens yeah do you do you think Hackett going to the Jets I know we talked well Ben and I talked about this before do you think Hackett going to the Jets is kind of a ploy to Lorraine Aaron Rodgers yes absolutely um I will admit that I don't know exactly Hackett's whole career I hear it's great um he did a great job you know at his previous uh OC positions I don't know if he's a good fit for the Jets um, unless he's there to, one, to recruit Aaron Rodgers. Great. The other thing is we know Zach Wilson admired how Rodgers played, and maybe Hackett can bring that player out in Zach Wilson, and that could be another reason for that hire also. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it's funny because about – possibility of Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets because we basically follow what his predecessor in Brett Favre. Brett Favre was the longtime Packer, then went to the Jets. Now Aaron Rodgers, longtime Packer, he may go to the Jets too. Hopefully he don't want to flame out like Favre did in New York. But Hassani, um, more so I like I said, like I said before, I think the most interesting thing for the was in was in Denver with with Sean Payton going there. And I'm wondering, you know, how much better that really does he make the Denver Broncos? And you know, and if anything can even improve Russell Wilson after the season he, they had there. Yeah, I think he can improve the uh, the the play of Russell Wilson. Um, obviously, everybody's going to compare what he did with Drew Brees, a shorter QB um, with not so strong of an arm. Russell Wilson has a strong arm, um, but very accurate. And 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 Russell Wilson has 
proven to be accurate in the past. Um, maybe not on the deep balls uh, so often, uh, but definitely on shorter passes, he's, he's proven to be accurate. Um, I think what's important for Sean Payton is that he gets a good defensive coordinator in. Um, I think that there is some talent on the uh, the Broncos defense. You have Jerry Judy and you have um, uh, Cortland Sutton there as well. Um, you have uh, hopefully Javante Williams will come back okay. Um, I think Melvin Gordon's going to be gone. Um, so they do have a, a nice, um, a nice, a nice offensive package. They haven't been able to put it together. Um, what I'm nervous about is the capital that they gave up for Russell Wilson, as well as I think it was a second and or a first and a second also for Sean Payton, or whether it was a second and a third. So. Ultimately, they're going to have to either get people on free agent deals, which are going to be bigger um, uh, um, uh, and count more towards the salary cap, um, because I don't think that they're going to be able to get in that, uh, that talent in the first and second rounds over the next two drafts. So um, overall, I do think that Sean Payton will make a difference, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, he needs to bring in a strong defensive coordinator um, in order to um, yeah, keep them in games. Obviously, that is a crazy stat. I think um, if they would have just scored 17 points in in in, uh, in multiple games, they would have been a, a playoff team. There's there's some crazy stat about their their offense. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, I do think Sean Payton is is a much better um, head coach for the team. And uh, the similarities between Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, I think he will be able to play into that. Yeah, giving up a first, are they, so they give up their first round pick from this year, their second round pick from next year, and they got Sean Payton for the Saints' third round pick for next year. That's, I mean, you're giving up a first and a second for a coach, not even a player, guys. It's a coach, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, you know. Uh, hey, it worked for the Patriots 20, 30 years ago. Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, does Sean Payton really turn this team into a playoff team? I don't know. It has to, like I said, age. it has to start with Russ. You know, have, they have to be able to score points and put points on the board. And like you just said about it, you know, some crazy stat where, like, they scored 17 or 20 points in the majority of their games. They would have made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We all know Sean Payton's an offensive-minded coach. Look at what he did in New Orleans with, with Drew Brees, as you said, Age. Um, look at what he did in Dallas before he went to, to New Orleans. He, mm -hmm. I think he was with Tony Romo as well and uh, brought him up as well, so. Yeah, um, he's proven to be a good offensive mind. Obviously, um, he has a track record. Nobody gotcha. can question him. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, just by the way, you guys, uh, Obed had to jump out so real quick, but he will be sending him, me his Super Bowl picks, uh, Super Bowl pick and MVP later on. But um, let's keep it going. Um, we quickly, we already kind of really touched on Aaron Rodgers possibly going to the Jets or another team, if you will, because there's Green Bay has said that they're open to trading him. I'm wondering if it's not your Jets, Ravi, where do you think they he could actually end up? Uh, up to me, dude, I mean, now that Brady is gone, because I thought maybe Brady, Brady said he could end up in San Francisco. Remember, he's from the Bay Area, too. Uh, that's why I was thinking that. But now that he's retired, I don't think – I think Aaron said he had a kind of off-color off comment the other day and off, um, that he's not going to go to San Fran. Could it be Las Vegas? I'm not sure. He could team me up with his, old, his boy Devontae Adams in there. You know, but if Green Bay is really, really to trade him, I for sure don't think they trade him to the N and another NFC team. That's for sure. I don't think they do that. Yeah, that's been said and noted that they're not going to trade him to an NFC team. I'm thinking Las Vegas also. It's uh, it's going to be a natural fit for him. He's going to be able to write his own ticket. Uh, Josh McDaniels doesn't really do much coaching, which might save his job. <laughs> so I think uh, Las Vegas is going to be a good fit. 
Uh, I mean, besides that, there's a lot of uh, quarterback carousels that are going to be going on. There's a lot of QBs that are going to be available, and a lot of teams are going to need QBs. But, like, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going to the Texans. I don't see Aaron Rodgers yeah, going to, you know, other, other destinations like Tampa. Like, Tom Brady just left. I'm not following Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, I know, Sherman, you're one of them. You think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Which, I, I think arm talent-wise, he's better. Arm right. talent-wise, he's better. So he's not, he's not going to go to Tampa. Um, you I know, mean, age, you know, age, what do you think? Where, where do you think he's going to go? You oh, well, I was going to oh, say, sorry. here are the top five basically quarterback landing spots right now. you got San Francisco. you got Las Vegas. You've got Atlanta, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and, and New Orleans. Those are teams. Seattle, you know, they're trying to work it out with Geno Smith. Yeah, you know, Geno looked good this year, so maybe you can kind of cross them out. Those that was obviously that was 16, but they also cross them out. So you have these other five. Those are teams who kind of need that QB. Can you need a QB situation, right? Asani? Yeah, I mean, I, I so first off, I agree with Ravi. Um, Las Vegas, I think, is a clear um, destination. Um, I don't think it's going to work with the salary cap. You cannot have um, Devontae Adams being, I think, the second highest uh, wide receiver and then having. Um, uh, um, Aaron Rodgers is having the biggest cap number in the league this year. So I think you can't have, I don't know, I think that's about a hundred million. So that's almost 40% of your cap tied up in two players. That's, that's just, that's just ridiculous. Regarding the list that you said, um, Sherman, mm. um, I also wrote down some teams that needed quarterbacks. We have the Jets, the Titans, the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, Commanders, Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Um, what I see as possible um, uh, destinations, Jets. Um, I don't see the Titans. I don't think that they have any uh, um, receivers or any explosive play action. Um, the Colts are possible. They do have Zach Pastel. They do have um, uh, uh, Pittman. Yeah, Pittman. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the Texans, they're dead. Uh, the Raiders, we already said. I think one of the key places that we're missing, the Washington Commanders. Um, they have Jahan Dotson. They have Terry McLaurin. Um, they will have the cap space to, to bring somebody on, on board. Um, they also have Logan Thomas. If he's not, uh, if they can bubble wrap him in, in some way and keep him not injured. Um, I think the commanders would be a good idea. Um, the Bucks, I don't think they have a good enough offensive line. Uh, the Panthers, um, I don't think they have the playmakers. Uh, the Saints are also an excellent uh, destination as well. Um, with um, uh, what's the rookie that they got? Um, uh, uh, Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Yep. Yeah, yep, Chris Olave. Yep. And they have um, obviously Jarvis Landry. No, no, Jarvis Landry left. I think did he? No, Jarvis Landry. No. Yeah. Um, Michael. The whole thing. Michael Thomas. Is he actually Michael ever? Thomas, is, yeah, is, yeah, is he going to be healthy ever again in life? I don't know. Uh, maybe Land- with maybe with, maybe with A Rod, he's a little bit more healthy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so just to, just to circle back, um, I would say, obviously, the Raiders are, are my clear-cut choice, but with salary cap, I don't think that's the case. I think the Jets are a good possibility, the Commanders, and the Saints. You know why another reason the Raiders are a definite high possibility? Nevada. There's no state income tax. So that's at and least... It's closer to, yes, and it's closer to Northern California, where he's from. 
right? And so that's at least eight games, though, like eight game checks he will receive that he does not have to pay state income tax and, and, and being in the box. Remember, it's per game where it's where you play. I don't know if you guys know that. When you get a game, it's per game check. So if he plays in New York, you got to pay tax in New York taxes there. So it's at least, so he saves money. He can actually save money. That's, and you're, H, you're 100% right. This, I think Aaron wants like $50 million a year, or he's getting $50 million. It's like how many teams actually can afford Aaron Rodgers? That's the other thing, too. Think, yeah, I think the salary cap, I, I don't know how the salary cap works in terms of the signing bonus, but obviously that signing bonus is prorated throughout the three-year contract. So it's not only the 50 million salary, but also the percentage, one third of the signing bonus also gets applied to that salary cap. Yeah. And does Las Vegas have that kind of cap? You know, now the cap is increasing next year, so it, it can help out teams, but yeah, he can team up with his, his boy Devontae there. The Jets, they've got some good young people. Defensively, the Jets are good. The, the, on that defense is solid. You put Aaron Rodgers on the New York Jets, they're a playoff team. I'm not saying they're yeah, going Elijah to win. Elijah Moore, they got uh, – what's the rookie? Um, Garrett Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, they you got know, some players. Yeah. You know, do they – like I said, you put Aaron Rodgers on this New York team, they win, They make the playoffs. I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but I think they make the playoffs for sure. So that's mm-hmm. a start there, you know. But with the – we're in Las – compared to Las Vegas or in San Francisco. San Francisco can win right now. As we saw, they were in the NFC Championship game. As long as they had a quarterback, they – who knows that who knows where that they could have been they could be in the super bowl right now you know what i mean um so you put aaron Rodgers in that on that squad they're winning it without a doubt to me that's just, that's just my personal opinion but um i mean we'll see what happens there you know where a rod is kind of finicky when it comes to things like this you know he's he's very demanding and he always wants what he wants but we'll see how he gets it um let's talk about now the probably the big game the next week super bowl you know next week between uh kansas city and philadelphia uh ravi um give me your keys to victory for each team if you don't mind not at all before that uh, i want to talk about the big game happening this weekend who won the dodgeball match afc or nfc (laughs) you know it's funny i didn't get to see any of the uh pro bowl activities uh pro bowl yeah pro bowl (laughs) (laughs) which will be flag we flag football this year it's gonna be flag football instead of a real game i want to know who won the dodgeball match the nfc won it just googled it nfc dalvin cook made the uh made the winning play from what i understand (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that i will uh, catch the highlights uh, analysis uh no keys to keys to the game are going to be the eagles and their defense i mean they're going to get after mahomes if mahomes is still injured enough I mean, he, luckily he has a couple of weeks off. Good for him. But the Eagles, they, they have the, uh, the number one defense going into this. They're going to, I'm sorry, number one in the playoffs, number two in the NFL. But they, they're, they're best in quarterback pressure. They pressure the quarterback 32% of the, the time on dropbacks. They're going to get after Mahomes, and they're going to prove that they're not a fluke, even though they, like you guys said earlier, easy schedule. Brock Purdy got injured. But they're getting after Mahomes. This is going to be a very evenly matched team. I think the Eagles are going to uh, do it with their defense. Okay. Uh, Hassani, what about you? What is your keys to victory for each team here? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, I think the keys of the game is exactly what Ravi said, the uh, the defensive four versus the O-line um, of the Eagles defensive four and the offensive line of the Kansas City uh, uh, Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. We have to see if they can apply enough pressure with that defensive four we believe that the secondary is great enough on the eagle side um i think the uh, other thing obviously is the linebacker play of the um of the eagles if they can somehow um 
not neutralize, but limit the damage from Ta Travis Kelsey, um, mm. or maybe do you place a safety on him? It, it just depends. Um, with regards to the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, um, um, Patrick Mahomes won't be as mobile. Let's see, but we're assuming that he won't be as mobile. Therefore, we really need that offensive line to protect him. Um, obviously, we need those tight ends to chip blocks, uh, excuse me, to chip block, um, to hopefully gain him an extra half a second to a second. Uh, so that these receivers can, um, yeah, really uh, get into their routes and, and finish off their routes. Uh, so um, I think Ravi said it correctly. I think it's the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs plus the blocking of the tight ends versus that front four of the defense uh, of, of the Eagles. So Yeah, I think you guys are both correct uh, there for sure. I mean, it's definitely the Eagles front four. Without a, without a doubt, you know, um, you got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, you know, Linval Joseph, Indomitian Sue, these, you know, uh, Josh Sweat, you know, these guys are a bunch of beasts out there. And even their, even their safety and CJ Garner-Johnson, I think will play a key role matching up with Travis Kelsey, as you just said, Asani, without a doubt, for sure. Um, I think the other key is to, you know, obviously it's Jalen Hurts, you know, making, not making silly mistakes not no turnovers you have to limit the turnovers for absolutely for, for all because you know the chiefs can take advantage and score and put up these points you can't give them the ball you know in, in short short field advantage you know short fields things like that so you have to do that for sure and as you guys said it, for kansas city it's it's the ankle of patrick mahomes you know whether or not he can perform at full strength you know to his fullest ability um i think that's you know he is the mvp he probably will be winning the league mvp this year given that Mahomes, I mean, not Mahomes, um, Jalen Hurts. If, if Jalen Hurts doesn't miss those two games and they win those two games, they only have one win, one loss this year, he's probably getting, he probably gets MVP. I'll say that. But I think it will go to Mahomes for league MVP. Um, also, too, it's the health of the, all of the wide receivers for the Chiefs. You know, Juju is questionable. I think Kadarius Toney is questionable, too. I'm sure they will play. I think McCole Harmon is doubtful to play in the game um for this, in this in this for this weekend um you know but it's also too, the other big thing other big thing is who had a, a guy who had a great great afc championship game chris jones of the of the defense on the chiefs you think he had two sacks against on Joe burrow and that was phenomenal he had probably one of his best games ever you know uh, uh in that in that matchup there so that was key as well too so it's going to be a good good one here um and i'd like to get into our picks now and, and our mvp um, first, Obed gave me his pick. Obed is going to go with the Chiefs for the for the Super Bowl victory, and he's going for for Super Bowl MVP. He's going to say Patrick Mahomes or Jarek McKinnon. Actually, um, uh, I'll start with you, Asani. Give me your pick. Who wins the game and who wins MVP? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go 31 uh, 24, and I uh, I think AJ Brown is going to be the MVP. Um, big body receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that Jalen Hurts, I think he will be shifty enough to get out of the pocket, but I don't think he will break off these masterful runs. He will extend the drives, maybe six to eight to 10 yards, get the first down. Um, but I think he's going to win it with his arm. And I think AJ Brown is going to be the MVP. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So you got the Eagles and AJ Brown. Uh, Rav, let's go to you. Give me your Super Bowl winner and MVP. I'm going to go with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles as well. I like uh, a good, strong defense. I think they can shut down Mahomes, um, especially after what I saw in the Cincinnati game. Uh, MVP, I'm going to play it safe. It's going to be Jalen Hurts because the whole team is going to do great. A lot of defensive players don't get MVP, so they're just going to pick the quarterback like they normally do. 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all know it's a passing league, it's a quarterback driven league. The MVP is even usually a quarterback driven award, as we all know. Um, for me, uh, I think you guys are both right. I think I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia because of the because of the defense. Um, if Patrick Mahomes was a hundred percent healthy, a hundred percent with that never injured even injured the ankle, you guys me, my pick might be different. I gotta I gotta say it might it might it might change, but I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. Uh, I'll, I'll give a score like Hassani did. Um, I will say I'm it's gonna think it's gonna be closer than we think, but I'm gonna say Philadelphia 27 um and Kansas City 24. Um it could be end up being 27-21, but I, I'll go 27 24 for now for Philadelphia. And my MVP, I'm gonna go with the easy one here, like like Ravi did and say Jalen Hurts, but I'll but don't sleep on Devontae Smith. Don't sleep on Devontae Smith. I think the I think the Chiefs defense is going to double team AJ Brown early and often. You know, I think um uh who was it? Uh, uh is it Trent Mc Trent McDuffie? I think uh and I think Sneed is questionable. I think he got injured in that AFC championship game, but I think Trent McDuffie, they're gonna they're gonna put a lot of pressure on AJ Brown early. And I think Devontae Smith will step up and have a have a big game for the Eagles. But more than likely it'll go to Jalen Hurts, but don't sleep on Devontae Smith there either for that MVP. I think that's a good call. I think there's uh there's, there's a lot of opportunity for dump offs for Devontae Smith. Um even yeah, Dallas Goddard too. Now Dallas Goddard is back. He missed the majority of the year. Like like Patrick Mahomes, he has that blanket in Travis Kelsey. Now you've got Dallas Goddard back at full strength. Ooh, he can he can get some balls. I can I can see Goddard getting you know six catches for 87 yards and a score. You know, for sure. Yeah, I think you also made a good point before about the injuries to Kansas City. Um, you also brought up some defensive injuries as well. Obviously, the receiving core. Um, you have maybe Juju Smith Schuster, who might be the only one who's um, let's say 80 percent or better mm -hmm. um, healthy. Um, I think the injuries are going to play too much of a role um, to prevent the Kansas City Chiefs from I winning. I think MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez, Scanley, I think he's the only starting wide right, receiver right, who's, who's 100% right. healthy. Who's not on the injury report. You're right. Yeah, I think he's the only one, if I'm not mistaken, I was looking at. But yeah, but it's going to be a good one for sure next week. We're all enjoying it. Any plans for the Super Bowl, guys? Uh, are you guys doing anything special? Are you guys going to any parties or anything like that? Asani, Ravi, anything? No. Yeah, for me, I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna go to sleep first, set my alarm because the game starts at uh, twelve, like thirty five. Oh, I'm your time. I'm gonna try to stay awake the whole time. You know, That's these right. Super Bowl halftime shows, Star Spangled Banner, extending this game. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm be comfy in my bed uh, watching it. That's true. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, on, you're on, on, on music time. <laughs> yeah, you're six hours ahead. So when it starts yeah. at six o'clock for us, six thirty, but it's twelve thirty in the evening for you. So yeah, I get that for sure. Okay, uh, Ravi, I what miss about those you? parties at Ravi's place though. So you know, <laughs> in, in Queens. So yeah, Dude, we saw. I remember seeing the Giants upset the Patriots the first time at your at your house in yep. Long Island City, Ravi. I remember yes, that. Sir. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, those are good times, Happy. man. Good food, good people. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I, I remember specifically that that party um, th when the Giants won. You just looked around like all confused, like I, I, I have to, I have to go party. I, I have Dude. to go celebrate. Like you know, that didn't was the wildest Super Bowl I've ever seen. Like, you know? like, wait, what wow. just happened? Like, you're wait, like, yeah. I, I have to go. This... To the, I have to go to a bar and to, and talk to, to people. <laughs> like, no one. I've believed. never been so happy to to. Like to see the Patriots lose. That was one of the best days of my life, yeah. And it was in New York. And it was nope. in New York. I'm not a Giants fan, but man, yeah, we enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, 
Any, any plans though, Rabbit? You're just going to be chilling with the crew? No, I'm just going to be at home with the family, uh, explain the game to my boys. Um, you know, hopefully they enjoy it and they nice. can talk about it with their friends and school nice. the next day. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I may stay home. I mean, I know a buddy of mine out here uh, in Florida who may be having a party um, down here in Tampa area. So my head over there, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be a good one um, for sure. Well, well, hopefully, hopefully it is, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. You know, what's the word entertainment? Um, I know I'll bet I have to check it out a little bit early, but yo, we appreciate him as always. Of course, my guests, uh, Hassani joining us all the way from Germany, Ravi in New York. I appreciate you guys coming in once again and helping us out here, giving us your hot takes. Uh, especially Asani, you know, he'll, I'm sure he'll retract some of his statements in a couple of weeks to me. <laughs> um, any, any last words, Asani, before we roll out of here? Yeah, man, people? I think you would be proud of me. Yesterday, I made some lasagna, made some cookies. So uh, I think Mama Halliburton would be proud of my okay. lasagna. Okay. Um, we okay. didn't make no Wookiees like last time, no black cookies. You know, so <laughs> Yo, throwback. Okay. And, Yo. Uh, you know, I, I think you would be proud. So uh, I had to let you know. Yesterday, I was putting in that that Chef Curry word. So. All day. It's called Chef Homeboy RD. Okay, I feel yes, you. Sir. Throw back with the Wookiees all day. You already know. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Rab, yeah. what's going on? Any other last words before we roll out of here, bro? No. Hey, H, I'm very impressed that you're actually feeding your dates now and letting them go uh, <laughs> on a timely manner. I, and you're feeding them pancakes in the morning. That's very polite of you. So they'll come back and maybe bring a friend. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I think uh, this was a great time. You know, appreciate you guys coming in. Um, also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's, what is that? Next week, we're what? Uh, nine days away. If you don't have plans already, make your plans because I'm telling you right now, trying to get a reservation on Valentine's Day is bad as trying to get a reservation on Mother's Day. Okay? You're doing it wrong, man. You got to celebrate on Jump Off Day, the day before. <laughs> Ooh, February 13th is Jump Off Day. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Take care of that. I respect that. that. But I'm gonna stay solid. Yes, please. You know, I'm like going like, to hang out my main squeeze on jump off day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. Yo, Ravi, you always putting in that work. I love it, bro. I love it. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT uh, for my co-host Obed, for my guests Asani and Ravi. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.